Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well. As for me, I decided to share something of my own path that I hope is of usefulness for anybody who is watching this video, because if you are in this channel, it means that you are in this spiritual path, which is the seeking that we all begin at certain point in our lives and is looking for something beyond this apparent reality. Now, if you have been following me for a while, you've known that I have been dedicating myself to divulging this information on the raw material, the law of one. But also, you may know that I myself decided to embark in this path of self-realization. And the reasons why I decided to do this are unknown to me, to be honest, but I can only tell you the story that has defined this seeking and its results and products. And so I wanted to dedicate this episode to talking about that. And as you know me already, or as you may know me, I like to be structured in the way that I present things. And the basis of this structure is to define what the spiritual path is. Because we have so many definitions out there about the spiritual path, I have to establish the fact that any, any path that is spiritual has at its foundation, um, unmovable, the harmony and peace that every human being is looking for. We may call it also happiness, and there's a reason why we call it happiness or love, but I'm just going to call it harmony, because in harmony, happiness, peace, and love are sort of inherent. Harmony is the flow state of these three elements, peace, love, and happiness. So harmony is at the basis of the spiritual path. And so the question is, how do I seek it? And even better, how do I find it? How do I find this constant harmony in my life? I am aware that the attraction to this channel, uh, especially has been through metaphysical um, investigation through the understanding of reality um, via investigation of the metaphysical world, of that which is beyond physics, objects, or material reality. And so we tend to associate metaphysics with spirituality. And there is a good reason for that, which I won't get into, but um, at its basis is that it has been ignored in our modern society for so long that we associate a lot of these, um, a lot of these explorations as part of a spiritual development. And I myself am, am no stranger to that. You see, because in my own awakening, I had to go through the process of, and I, in fact, I, I, I was exposed to an environment of metaphysics and a lot of these 
uh, energy, uh, movement, investigation, or um, development of all the different uses that energy may have and so on. I really got into the metaphysical side of things because that's what uh, my, my, my own inquiry into, into the nature of reality was, was providing me. And I can see the many confusing parts of this investigation because it contains a lot of stuff that we are supposed to master we are supposed to become better at, advance, progress, improve. And in my own path, I realized that this was causing a bit of an anxiety within me because I was, in a way, looking to measure myself in terms of what is the next thing that I need to learn or practice or include because I felt in essence a neophyte. I felt that I was behind in all these aspects of reality that I ignore for the majority of my life, if not all my life until that point. So it became almost like a burden for me to constantly see that there were suggestions about how you should behave and how you shouldn't behave, and the things that are, um, let's say, in direction, in the direction of development, and those things that are limiting me, and so on. It became a struggle that my inner self just didn't want to put up with. Now, synchronistically, as all things are, I started to develop an interest in self-realization because there was an appeal to me in there. There was a, an attraction onto the simplicity of being as the method for being in harmony with yourself. And when I saw this parallel that what we all seek is harmony and these metaphysical methods and spiritual practices and so on create attention and then the simplicity of self-realization match the harmony that i was looking for i had to investigate why the others created attention and you see as it often is the case the answers are so so simple the system in which we can see this process of seeking and preoccupation with the different modalities and methods or methodologies or uh, practices that exist, it's just, um, it's endless. The amount of things that uh, we associate with the basic foundation of the spiritual path thinking we're going to achieve that through these methods the simplicity of this explanation is mind-boggling because in the way that i like to describe it and teach it 
there is the illusion and then there is reality or truth. Now, the illusion in this case, I'm talking about the separate self. There is the idea which has been indoctrinated and we have conditioned ourselves to believe that we are a separate entity. Now, I know that intellectually this can be eliminated, dissolved within minutes in an explanation. And so we understand this intellectually, especially seekers who are in this pursuit. We find it very appealing to know that we are not a separate being, that we are unity. But the trick is how to put it into practice. The trick has always been, how do I integrate this intellectual knowledge of me being one with everything? It's quite simple. You see, in fact, it is so simple that it escapes our incessant active mind. If there is the illusion of separation, then there is a reality of unity. That reality of unity must be corroborated within you. Otherwise, you couldn't call yourself one with the divine, one with everything. That fabric of unity is the self. So this calls for an investigation of the the self what is the self you see and this is the simple system that we implement whereby the separate self which is everything we have thought to be is now not even questioned by the self or pure consciousness it is observed um, light doesn't have to make an effort. It doesn't have to create more sunshine units <laughs> to dissipate the darkness. The darkness is simply an absence of light. And so the illusion is just an absence of awareness. So this is why you being awareness is so simple to dissolve the ego dissolve the separate self, the illusion that I am separate. Because in this process of simply becoming aware of everything and anything, you don't have to make an effort. You already are aware. So all you need to do is bring awareness to the situation that you, with your compass of emotions, can actually sense and say, ah, there it is a darkness in me, an illusion that must be dissipated, you see? So the system is actually so, so simple that for those who have an active mind may become a problem because it cannot be observed with the mind. You see, it can only be observed with its nature, which is awareness. And that is what dissipates these egoic behaviors that we have, these thought patterns that are simply conditioning. So in this process, 
um, it is it is only that which is needed it is a recognition of who you truly are and by knowing this being able to apply this selfhood that you are into everything that is your life now here comes a frequently asked question in terms of simply being you know this the the effect of being aware all the time and is that will i become catatonic or in a trance drooling because i have no desire to have an active mind and this is usually because of an impetus that has been created in this seeking um, mainly because we want to find our purpose in life because we want to find a mission the mission that we were um, we were set upon when we incarnated in this life often this is a, a worry that comes out of the conditioning that we have had up until this point with what life's purpose is now remember that most of us got rid of naturally of the idea that we have a purpose of being successful in life through the what the so-called matrix of the system the control system so you have to go to school and become this and have a family and so on. We got rid of all of that. But in getting rid of that, we bought a new mission or purpose, which is spiritual and divine. And this is a little bit more closer to the truth. But even still, it has that smell, that aroma of the old system, the old matrix in which we have to accomplish certain things and improve ourselves to become that which I was meant to be in this life. This goes against every single mystic teaching or indication of the nature of being. To believe that you have to improve, even spiritually, is a fallacy. And remember, we establish that what we want in this spiritual path is harmony. In the law of one, we call it becoming the creator. And to become the creator is to become all that there is, Ra says. But what is to become the creator? Is it something that needs to be accomplished after certain practices? Ra certainly didn't give any information about this because there are no practices to become the creator. And like they said, enlightenment is of the moment, an opening to intelligent infinity. Becoming the creator simply means that you stop believing you are a separate being. But you don't do this, you don't, who is going to stop the belief 
There's nobody there. That would be another ego. So once again, this brings back to non-doing, to the simply state of being. Ah, at this point, some things start to reveal, which is that you yourself have a natural tendency to want to do things, to explore and experiment things. Your own creative side has been awaiting all this time for this cloud of ego to disappear. And in many of us, in short bursts in our lives, we have attempt to release this self, this creator in us, to simply be, whether that be in certain activities that we do or in certain uh, relationships that we create to help others. Uh, that's the beauty of this. Becoming the creator is to become of, uh, an entity of service. And that could be in so many ways. But you see, when we are distracted with the idea that we have to be in a certain way because service to others is uh, created in this way. Uh, no, I don't think this is service to others because I am not enough for this and so on. When we allow the mind to tell the story for us, it's going to be distorted into ways that we are not. When we allow the self to simply be, and the mind does not question, but serves consciousness, awareness itself, then we begin to see the magic develop. Then we begin to work through this state of flow in which everything is simply being. We're not making an effort. It's just happening. It's like the way I am muttering these words or expressing these words. I don't even know how they sound. They're just coming out the way they are. And that is where we allow the creative side of us, that which wants to express itself to be. When we think too much, we restrict this creativeness in us. And especially when we associate ourselves with a separate self that is not there. So becoming the creator is simply allowing yourself to be who you are without any desires, expectations, or criticism or judgment about it. Because you see, only criticism and judgment, as well as expectations and desires, can come out of the separate self. And when I say desire and expectations, I mean those that are coming from the uh, I don't have something and I want something. I want that which I don't have. That is a desire or expectation that is coming out of the separate self. As I embarked in this path of, if we can call it a, even call it a path. In fact, sometimes it's called a pathless path. We just use the word because we're so used to it. But as I allowed myself to be, I realized that there were many things that I was leaving aside in all this metaphysical jargon that we are so used to. And we put it almost like mental notes that we have to keep track on. Let me just give you my experience. 
as I became aware that there was a lot to reality that I was ignoring in the past, as I became aware of that, I started to investigate these words that apparently meant a lot for the spiritual seeker and that I had to uh, see where I was in these systems. Now these systems are, for example, Kundalini. That's a word you hear a lot. I had a Kundalini awakening. I must raise my Kundalini energy. Uh, I have blockages in my Kundalini and so on. Polarization is a little bit more exclusive to the law of one. But it's another one that we get into and say, how polarized am I? How polarizes the other one? How polarizes everyone? Uh, alignment is a word that was stuck with me at the beginning stages of my awakening because my mentor at the time was all about alignment and alignment. Um, and naturally, I was attracted to this. You know, I must align myself physically and metaphysically and mentally and emotionally and so on. Balance is another word that we hear a lot. I must balance my energy centers. I must balance my um, female and male energies, my wisdom and love and so on. Speaking of love, you have to open your heart. That's another indication. It's another task that you have to check on the list, opening your heart. Uh, but also, how can you open your heart if you're, lack, you're lacking in wisdom? You must not open your heart unless you have enough wisdom. But if you have too much wisdom, then you have to open your heart and it's it's a drag healing is another word because healing is not just if i cut myself my body is going to heal i need to heal my inner child and i need to heal this and all that stuff it is endless the amount of things that we ought to do in this path and i personally shoved them all aside and i said that's causing me that anxiety that i don't care for I'm looking for this harmony. I'm looking for this apparently joy and bliss that comes out from me and that is coming out of everybody else, but we're all ignoring it. And so I put it all aside. I got simply interested in this investigation of the self and I started to see the results. And as all things align themselves, <laughs> all these words started to make sense within me. Kundalini, polarization, alignment, inner child, open of the heart, everything made sense within the recognition of my own being. In fact, all of these words and systems owe their existence and their methods of operation to the self, to the energy of the creator. So it is not a shortcut, but rather a recognition of what the essence of everything is, especially in the spiritual path. So to me, that's why it is the foundation. This doesn't substitute the desire that we may have to continue to investigate certain things. For example, I have always had a fascination with how the mind works, you see? But to use the mind in the way it works to try to find harmony, that would be my mistake. So you see, I simply 
go back to the foundation of who I am. And now the exploration of the mind to me is a joyful experience as opposed to a task that I need to do or other things which I enjoy very much. Studying metaphysics to a certain level and within the law of one, of course, <laughs> which is the most congruent material that I have ever found. Um, so all these things just, you know, it's not a substitution, but it is the foundation of everything. And how we approach this is really what determines our, our own, let's call it spiritual development at this point. Because one thing for sure does happen and it is that although I call it the direct path or we call it, it's not just me, we call it the direct path into uh, self-realization, it is not a total obliteration of the egoic mind. In fact, that egoic mind will be present through your initiation of awareness as the principle for revealing the shadows with the light of awareness. You see? So it takes time. It does take time. And that time is a gradual expansion of the self that's what we can call developing of the, the manifested self for sure because once this expansion occurs without limitations without worries without doubts without anything because once you are in recognition of yourself then everything else has no questions you cannot not no shadow can oppose itself to the light we have never seen this it's not possible. Light shines on everything with no preference and there is no doubt. That's why to me, this is the most important finding for any spiritual seeker. And in my own path, in my own seeking, that was what was worth in the end to go through all this process and to begin to see how this joy naturally permeates and pervades everything that is my life and to know that every other person independent of what their history is their mental configuration or their preferences anything contains this light of awareness within them that really propelled me to want to guide people into this process and is the work that i do that you must be aware and of course as always you can find in the description below all the information for what I do. But one thing I want to emphasize before I end is that I am in a strong desire to build this community on Patreon where we can get together literally in group calls and talk about this exploration that I have just described, including Law of One material, which is what we are all excited to talk about, of course. But with this at the center, becoming the creator at the center, that is what the law of one is. And this is what self-realization is, is to become that which is within you and allow that self to flourish, to develop, to expand without the ego or the mental activity to get in the way. So this is the initiative that I have. If you like this videos, of course, and you want to support me, plus you want to be part of this 
conversations, please consider joining my Patreon where we can do this Zoom calls and talk about these topics and whatever personal uh, endeavors that you may have at this point and are being um, met with obstacles because you're not seeing this light of awareness, how this can help you in this in this way. So again, check in the description for the information as well as the rest of my work. I appreciate you listening to this and I have nothing else to say, but be safe and I'll catch you in the next one.